Before Shopify, were you wondering, where my sales at? Now you're selling with Shopify, the global commerce platform supercharging your selling. You have no problem selling online, in person, on social media, and beyond. Gary, easy on the cha-ching. <clears throat> oh, sorry, but my Shopify sales are through the roof. Start selling with Shopify today and discover how millions of businesses around the world use Shopify to ignite their selling. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash listen. Shopify.com slash listen. Welcome to dollarcollapse.com with John Rabino, your ringside seat for the global financial crisis. Morning, everybody. It is Tuesday, May 3rd, and as usual, lots to talk about out there. But first, this podcast is, as always, sponsored by our good friends at Birch Gold Group. Based on their stellar Better Business Bureau ranking, they take great care of their customers. They're experts in creating gold-based IRA accounts, and what they're selling is going up lately. So give them a call at 800-355-2116 or visit their website at www birchgold.com and see what they can do for you. Now, for the last few months, China has once again been the story. Towards the end of last year, their stock markets started to tank. And they responded to that as they have responded to pretty much everything for the last five or six years by borrowing a ton of money and spending it on natural resources. They borrowed about a trillion dollars and they used the proceeds to stockpile iron ore and oil and lots of other things. And that sent the price of those things higher. But it turned out to be totally artificial. And in any event, it didn't work. This morning, China's manufacturing sector reported a contraction, meaning that despite borrowing all that money and spending it all, they're not producing any more stuff now than they were a month ago or six months ago. The price of oil is falling. Uh, Iron ore has peaked, but only at about one third of the 2011 high price, back when China was borrowing even more money and buying up most of the world's natural resources. So that little policy blip of China borrowing all that money and spending it seems to be playing out. And now the question is, what comes next? So let's turn our attention to Europe and Japan, where expansionary policies also didn't work. These guys in the last year have instituted negative interest rates, run huge deficits, and aggressive quantitative easing programs where they were buying back pretty much all the high quality debt that is being issued in those markets. These things are designed to devalue their currencies. In other words, they want the yen and the euro to go down in value to make their exports more attractive on global markets and to pump up their domestic economies. This didn't work. Despite negative interest rates, yada, yada, the yen and the euro are both soaring against the dollar which means the terms of trade for Japan and the Eurozone are actually getting worse at a time when their economies aren't growing, they're generating virtually no inflation, and their debt continues to accumulate. You know, this is a a recipe for disaster. If their currencies continue to strengthen, they're going to suffer not only from their current problems, but from the problems that arise from having a too strong currency. Now, the markets are kind of figuring this out, that what China did didn't work, what Europe and Japan did didn't work. And if this didn't work, it's not clear what will work. As a result, global stocks are down hard with the Chinese, Japanese, and European markets all tanking overnight. Uh, U.S. stocks are down fairly dramatically this morning. And now Japan and Italy are lobbying in the upcoming G7 meeting for bigger deficits. 
and more aggressive fiscal stimulus in general. And this too, of course, will fail, but uh, it, it could be a sign that that's what we're going to see in the year ahead from the world's governments. They won't push interest rates down any further, but they will pump up their own spending and sort of do a, a China where they borrow lots of money and spend it and hope that improves economic growth. And it won't, but we might have to try it to find out. Now, on to corporate earnings. The reporting season is almost over, and there are articles being written in the mainstream press about how the majority of companies are beating expectations, which is hilarious when you think of the game that is played by Wall Street analysts who lower expectations really aggressively and then allow companies to come in with bad numbers but better than Wall Street's expectations and allow the mainstream press to print positive headlines about these companies. But in reality, corporate earnings in the U.S. are down 5 or 6% year over year, which is both really bad and really unusual for a recovery. These numbers are more consistent with a recession than with steady growth. Meanwhile, it's even worse in a lot of places around the world. Uh, for instance, German bank, Commerce Bank, just this morning reported net income down 50% on revenue that was down by 18%. Swiss Bank UBS reported net income that fell 64% and its trading revenue was down by 20%. These are catastrophic numbers for big banks because they really need to grow to survive because they're so heavily leveraged. And, and to be shrinking by double-digit rates while the global economy is supposedly in a recovery kind of makes you wonder what they're going to do in the next recession. You know, if they can't grow now, if they can't sustain their big investment banking departments and their prop trading desks and they're laying people off already. What happens when the global economy shrinks by one or two percent as it's going to in the next turndown? I think we'll see a lot of these big banks flat out implode. The fact is for big banks, the cause of their problems are low interest rates and volatility in financial markets. And there's no end in sight to either. So the big banks will keep shrinking until the next recession comes along and starts blowing them up. Now, the Italian banks are a potential flashpoint here. They've got massive non-performing loans on their books and they're losing money and they're getting a bailout of sorts, but it's not working and their stock prices are plunging. So this might be the source of the next Eurozone crisis. So pay attention to Italian banks. Now, on to precious metals. Now, this has been a really, really good year for gold and silver. They've been the best performing assets in the financial markets. And miners, especially the small gold and silver miners, have absolutely soared in the last three or four months. But at the same time this has been going on, there's been a debate within the precious metals market about whether the commitment of traders report, which is an indicator of the games that are played in, in paper markets, in which big banks and the fabricators fool speculators like hedge funds into going long and short at exactly the right time, uh, over whether that indicator still works. Because if it does work, it's screaming correction. The speculators are extremely bullish. And since they're usually wrong, that means gold and silver prices will go down if this indicator continues to work. Some other people in this market say that now that China has opened a physical precious metals exchange, that the physical markets will start to set prices and that physical demand is so strong that prices will go up because physical demand just swamps the games being played in the paper markets. So this morning, gold and silver down. It looks like maybe the commitment of traders report is going to turn out to still be valid. 
too soon to tell for sure. But right now, the indicators are that we've got a little correction going, which you would expect after the nice run. So this is no big deal. Nothing goes in a straight line. Serious corrections happen regularly in bull markets. The difference is that in a bull market, a correction is a buying opportunity. You buy the dips. That might not be valid for the stock market anymore, although it has been for the past few years. But if stocks are going to correct from here, which they really should, then you don't want to buy the dips anymore. But if gold and silver are entering a new long-term bull market, you do want to buy the dips. So again, here, pay attention. But if we see gold and silver prices deteriorate at the same time that commitment of traders report starts to turn bullish, then that's a sign that the the old games are still being played and they're still valid as trading indicators. And maybe we want to start loading up during the next correction. Anyhow, that should do it for this week. Talk to you next week. Thanks for listening to Dollar Collapse. For regular info and updates throughout the day, go to dollarcollapse.com. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, avoid, we're prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus.